we are so happy you are here tuning in to Kentucky Wesleyan College Campus Ministries. In this podcast, we dive deeper into chapel topics while having real conversations. Enjoy this week's recap. Hello and welcome to the first post-chapel podcast of the fall 2022 semester on the campus of Kentucky Wesleyan College. We are so thankful that you have chosen to uh, take some time and and join us as we dig a little deeper into our uh, chapel topic uh, for this week. Uh, If you are new to the podcast each and every week um, during our semesters here at Kentucky Wesleyan College, through our campus ministries, um, on-campus ministry, we come together and uh, talk about with students and sometimes speakers uh, a little bit more in depth on what we talked about during our weekly chapel service. That chapel service happens during the the kind of the lunchtime where there are no classes or meetings. And in order to get everyone to and from, we work on a real tight schedule. So there's not a lot of time to dig deeper and to have some discussions. And so uh, the desire of our students was to provide a podcast where we can uh, have those type of discussions and be able to share them with others. So we are so thankful that you are joining us. And if you are have been listening uh, in the past or uh, or have only listened into a few, we, uh, we're thankful that you have joined us and we hope that this ministry is a little helpful to you uh, in your day and your life and your relationship uh, with Jesus. And so today uh, is uh, we're kicking off the semester with two really good dudes, and uh, I want them to introduce themselves. Uh, they're going to tell you their names, what year they are, a uh, couple of things that they do on campus, and the role that they uh, have within campus ministries. And uh, they're going to do that real quick, and then we're going to dig into our chapel topic. And a special little shout out to Maddie Atherton, who is our new uh, communications and creative arts coordinator for Kentucky Wesleyan College Campus Ministries. And we're so thankful that she's producing uh, our podcast, and uh, we we want to thank her for all of her investment in that. So we're going to start, uh, Eric. If you'd tell us. Uh, what all I just told you to tell us. Yes, sir. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Eric Lyons. I'm a senior chemistry major from Hinderville, Indiana. Uh, I'm a member of the baseball team. I'm a G Group's team leader here at Campus Ministries. Um, I'm an RA and deacon, um, and I'm also part of the Sierra Club and the recycling chair. Good morning, everyone. My name's Hunter Matthews. I'm also a senior, um, and I'm a health science major here at Kentucky Wesleyan College from Lexington, Kentucky. I am an RA in Kendall Hall. Um, I am the chapel team leader, and I'm also uh, the organic chemistry SI. That's, uh, after hearing you all share about what you do, I just feel a little less smart. Uh, <laughs> um, hi, my name's Sean. I was an art major. Uh, I draw letters. Um, um, <laughs> well, sometimes I paint them. Um, so uh, I appreciate you guys investing. Uh, we are actually recording uh, following our first Wednesday chapel service, and today. Um, 
you know, it's it's early and these guys are investing and, and we appreciate their leadership, not only in campus ministries, but also with kicking off the semester with this podcast. So we'll get right in to um, our first chapel message. And th- throughout this semester, we're going to be talking about speaker after speaker, uh, talking about integrity, talking about uh, honor uh, support and love, foundational tenets of the the Wesleyan way here at Kentucky Wesleyan College, and what what does Scripture say about that, and how do we apply that to our lives? And so, uh, there's a lot of questions related to those things, and so we we kicked off uh, our semester with some of the most important questions that we find in Scripture. Uh, these guys are going to, especially within their field of study, uh, they, they've encountered some difficult questions um, and will continue uh, to get uh, some questions thrown at them throughout the course of this semester. And uh, everywhere you go in our culture and everywhere you look and listen, there's a lot of questions. <laughs> and so there's uh, truckloads of them. And they come from everywhere, from, from parents, from friends, from uh, our peers, from professors, uh, colleagues, uh, media, just everywhere. And our answers to those questions are important. Uh, but n- uh, nothing is more important than the questions that we answer from Scripture. And so, uh, guys, I'm just going to just going to throw it out. We had, uh, there were five uh, questions from scripture that we talked about. Um, we, we can take them in order or you guys can just go with what you felt like was most impactful for you and, we, and we'll run from there. What do you think? Uh, good. Yeah, I'm cool with taking them in order. I thought they were all really impactful. So if we could have an opportunity all right. to speak about all we'll of just, them. We'll just awesome. do that. Question one was uh, from Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Did God really say? And uh, that was that's the first question that we find uh, in the Word of God. It's also the first time that we find someone questioning the Word of God and that, that someone was our enemy. Uh who, Satan, who was planting a seed of doubt uh, in Eve. What did you all think about that? Uh, first of all, I really enjoyed this chapel service. I had never had a chapel service where we had talked about different types of questions that were presented throughout the Bible and through Scripture. And so for me, that was really cool to see, like you said, people question God, people feel like not necessarily that God wasn't there, but them going through struggle and hardship that we can experience in our own life that's applicable now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it's not just like a us thing, right? Like it's happened in the past, it'll happen now, and it'll happen in the future. Um, one note I, r- I did write down for the first question, and I think you mentioned it, Sean, and in your, in your sermon on Wednesday is, what's your foundation built on? Uh, I feel like we as college students talk a lot about where we're going and what we're going to do next. But if you haven't solidified what you already are and what you, you know, what you're built on, then you can't really go anywhere, right? Like if you don't have anything that you stand for and that you believe in, you've got nothing to, to build off of. Um, and so when we talk about a foundation, we're talking about the things in life and the values in life that you hold most dear to your heart. Like what are you going to believe when maybe nobody else in the room believes it with you. Yeah. Um, right. So I thought that I thought that first question was really cool. Hunter, you want to jump on any of that or? 
Um, I would like to add um, to what Eric was saying, and uh, one of the notes that we have down here is be careful on who you surround yourself with. Um, you can there's during college you're gonna have a bunch of little voices coming at you, whether that be professors, <laughs> teachers, um, coaches, faculty and staff, um, parents. In pretty much anything, you're gonna have a ton of voices coming at you. Yes. So, and but you, we talk about this all the time during campus ministries. Is who are the twelve people you surround yourself with, and are they pointing you towards Jesus, or are they pointing you towards the world? Yes. So, I think that was a really good question that we need to ask ourselves: is um, what voices are we listening to, and um, are they pointing us towards Jesus? Yeah, and that's that's really the the context of that first question is foundationally like you you have to make a decision. We all have to make a decision about you know when when those questions come, we have to consider the source, and then we have to compare it to what what is what is our like worldview like what what are our core beliefs? As Eric said, mm-hmm. what is my foundation and you know, you hear you hear this a lot with leadership training and those type of things. Like if if you're not if you're not planning and preparing, then you're you're gonna struggle. And so it's the same thing in your faith or in life. Like if I don't if you don't plan it, you're probably not gonna do it. And so it's the same thing with our faith. Like if I don't spend time asking myself hard questions about what do I believe about this? What, what does God's word say about this? What does the world say about this? The people who are in my inner circle and who have influence in my life, what do they say about this? And then I have to, I have to take all that together and, and formulate w- what my personal core beliefs are about these things. And then I got to prepare for well, what if that's tested? You got to know what your answer is going to be before you get to that, because if you get to that and you don't have an answer, then someone is going to run over you or plant seeds of doubt or tell you what you should be believing. And so it's not that we should try to we can't know everything all at once, but we have to be spending and investing um, time and effort um, in in what God says about things and and trying to figure out is is this what I is this what I believe right now and so the enemy came and God had already spoken to Adam and Eve and he planted that question that seed of doubt and then they 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 chose they chose the wrongly and so all of humanity paid for that and so if we're going to get through the other questions we're going to we're going to move we're going to move on so question 2 uh, from Gen- just a few verses later Genesis 3 chapter 9 it's the first time that that we find God asking a question to humanity to his creation so he said where are you and uh, man to me i get emotional sometimes regarding this question because if God's asking, where are you, then you've, you've left because he doesn't mm-hmm. leave. And uh, it's challenging to me. And mm-hmm. there are times in my life, unfortunately, where, where or even in a course of a day where sometime I, I should be somewhere, whether that's a heart set or a mindset or physically somewhere. And God goes, where are you, man? And, you know, that's convicting. And it's and it's tough, and it's tough. Mm-hmm. But it's also comforting in that he's he's a good father, he's a good shepherd, and he loves us enough to come looking for us. 
and you know that's a whole nother story of the gospel and all of those things but any thoughts on that yeah i thought it was explained really well in chapel uh one one of my biggest takeaways from that was like right like god already knows where we are there's not a place that we can go or you know anywhere that we can hide that he's not going to be able to find us so god saying where are you yeah it's proving to us that he's looking for us right because he loved us first so that we can love right so us so him asking where we are right is kind of a challenge like where are you what are you doing like take a look at yourself and the trajectory of your life you're going Mm -hmm. but it's also god proving to us like i am looking for you right so look for me back right so when we hear god say where are you yeah it's kind of a challenge but at the end of the at the end of the day i'm also kind of as well comforted by that because God's searching <laughs> right. for me. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, it's, is always a struggle when you're little and you're doing something wrong and, <laughs> and your parents say, yo, yo, Eric, where, where are you, where Maddie? You at, where you at? And you're like, <gasps> you know, uh, that, that was the Adam and Eve situation. But also when, when you know, when you know that God loves you, so much and he loved you so much he was willing to send jesus uh to come looking for you and on on a rescue mission to save you um and was willing to lay down his life uh, for a price that we were supposed to pay and and are not paying um it it is comforting that you know that you have a father that loves you so much he's willing to come looking for you and 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 help you um hunter Anything on that? Uh, yeah, this was actually one of my favorite questions that we had at chapel this week. Um, and taking it a little bit off of what we said, um, this just came to my mind um, while I was sitting in chapel, is not only are where are we physically, but like where are we spiritually and mentally as well. Because mm. um, there would be a lot of times where people, especially nowadays, um, the busyness of the day gets in the way right. or what they think that they need to be doing gets in the way. Um, but it's ultimately not what God wants us to be doing. Um, God wants us to seek him and then put everything else behind him um, because he's the one that leads us in our life. And so like, if we're not seeking him and that's not where we're heading, then where are we going? Um, and that's all ultimately what I got from that. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Yeah. I mean, there's really, many different ways you can go but there's only one that's really the right path and it's not always like i think we've said um here it's not always the like the easiest path to go on Mm -hmm. but it's the right one so just it is the path least traveled yeah anything else before we move on to three okay here we go uh question three uh comes from the old testament book of job chapter 2 verse 9 um are you still maintaining your integrity question mark um and you know one of the four core values of our westland way is integrity and this is uh this is an integrity question that that came from job's circumstance and you know we had we have a creator god who's who's a god of integrity He's always the same, um, and this question that we find in Job came came from a, a righteous dude. Man, Job was a was a righteous person who was blameless before God, and um, and by no fault or, or sin of of his own, uh, he lost everything, and uh, if 
you know, I can't, I can't even imagine reading Joe. I'm just like, man, I can't imagine just a few of those things happening, mm-hmm. let alone mm-hmm. all of this that happened just one right after the other. And then you, you know, you're trying to maintain your faith and the, and the people that are closest to you are questioning you and saying, man, you must have done something wrong. You know, you must deserve this for God to be doing this to you and allowing this to happen. And, and then for me, you know, my, my wife is, is more than half of me and I cannot imagine her walking up to me in the middle of the, our greatest struggle and her just saying, are you still, you know, are you still holding on and maintaining this integrity with God? You know, you just need to curse God and die. Like, like I would want to curse God and die. Um, mm-hmm. but Job did not do that. And so for, for me, um, Job, Job, praised God and lived instead of cursing God and dying. And so that question is kind of goes to our core and that foundation that Eric was talking about. Are you still maintaining your integrity? What about, what about that question from the, from God's word? I think that when we are faced with something that doesn't go our way and we feel like we've done everything right up until that point and we don't get the intended result that we want, I think the book of Job and Job as a person himself in the Bible offers a great example of how to react and how to handle yourself in the midst of that failure, right? Because we can do everything right and the outcome not necessarily be what we want, but that doesn't mean that we should be discouraged or upset with the effort that we put in or upset with anything that we did or God did or anything like that. Sometimes our reward is not here and we have to realize that, this is in heaven. It's earth. I, I think I've said it before on the podcast and our reward is in heaven. And, you know, I, for me, I've had to learn over the years that I've got to just put in the effort and the work and the passion and the love to things. And, and whether or not the outcome is what I want, that's, that's completely out of my hands at this point. So yes. I'm content right. with what happens when I put into the process and then the result mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. it is what it is. So, mm-hmm. um, controlling what you can control Mm -hmm. is our responsibility. And when you really take a look at it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's very, there's very few things that we really have complete control over and, you know, our decision-making and our decisions about our effort and our attitude. And, and those are summed up in what, what Eric just said there, Hunter, you got anything to add differently or to build on that? Um, yeah, so when I think of integrity, I think of what do we do when nobody else is watching. Mm-hmm. Um, God's always watching, so <laughs> that's a big thing. Um, but I think Sean either said it in chap or one of the presentations that he's had in the past few days um, during orientation, and that was, how are you acting when you're not either at church or at chapel or at a Bible study group? Are you maintaining godly integrity um, Mm -hmm. on a Tuesday night or a Tuesday morning? Mm -hmm. Or are you um, acting a completely different way? And like when people see you, I'm a big, I'm big on uh, what you do is bigger than what you say. Yeah. Um, Actions speak louder than words. So if somebody sees you act in a certain way, but yet you claim to be a Christian, you claim to be a leader, you claim to be... um, following God and they don't um then what does that say to them so I think that was one of the biggest things for integrity that I got out of it yeah 
That's good stuff from both of you. One one of the things in the culture and the in the current world that we live in, um, you have a lot of people that kind of have fallen away from church or spiritual things. Uh, they, they question a lot of things, uh, mainstream faith denominations, uh, you know, church attendance, membership, and those things have dropped off incrementally over the years. And, you know, when you go and you talk to people, um, one of the things that I've pulled from is I, I think sometimes people blame Satan for a lot of things. Well, mm-hmm. the devil made me do that, or oh, it's because of mm-hmm. you know all of these things. Look, like I I believe, I believe we as Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, I believe we do more harm to the cause of Christ than anything else. Mm-hmm. Because when when we are not when we do not live lives of integrity, when we are not the same people all the time, then what we're we we that hypocrite thing that you find in scripture. I mean, it's still alive and well today, and that's mm-hmm. not who we're supposed to be. Mm-mm. Not who we're supposed to be. And so, like, I, I think, I think we can, I think God wants to, uh, wants to take a, a new generation of people, people of integrity and honor and people who are loving and supporting like Jesus went and, and, impact people for Jesus Christ and, and provide a new example and begin to change dynamics of things. Uh, you know, this, this is where we live until Jesus comes back. And so in process, we're on mission as well as followers of Jesus Christ. And part of that mission is having, having a commitment and an integrity to that mission. Like my job is to go and to love people to the very best of my ability and to be obedient to doing the things God has called me to do, not the things that he called Maddie to do, but Mm -hmm. I just need to be obedient to doing my job, maintaining my integrity day in and day out, controlling the controllable so that, uh, I I have those answers to those questions when, when things come. And a lot of those questions come in the form of temptation to be opposite of what you say you believe in. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's good stuff. Uh, we got to move to question four. Question four comes from Isaiah chapter six, verse eight. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Um, this question uh, from God was answered by the prophet Isaiah. And these words, here I am, send me way too often. Unfortunately, my answer is, here I am, please send Maddie uh, and instead of me. And so we want someone else to do it. We want God to bless us, but we don't, we don't want to be obedient and sacrificial and saying, your will, Lord, not my will, and I'll go do whatever you need me to do. Um, what, what about that? Have you ever been asked that by, by God? <laughs> Hunter, Eric, please go do this. I feel like I get that gut feeling in my stomach that tells me to do something or act a certain way or, you know, just in the randomness of the day, right? And there are are times when I'm like, yeah, I'll go do that. And then there are times when I'm like, I don't really think I want to do that or I don't really have the time to do that. And so I'll walk by. And then, like, five minutes later, like, I got to go walk by and do it. I got to go walk back and do it again. Like, something in my life won't let me get past it. Like, it's happened a lot with, like, trash. Like, if I see trash, I'll be like, I don't really want to pick that up. That's kind of far, and that's kind of gross. So I walk past it, 
and then like three minutes later I literally have to like walk back and go <laughs> pick it up because like it's in my head that you know I should have done it right yeah. and that's me denying yeah. you know yeah. maybe that's God maybe that's my inner self or whatever it is but that's me denying uh that foundation right and so in a in a sense yeah I feel like there's every day there's times where I say here I am uh but don't don't have me do that though yeah uh and so I have to be more willing to say here I am uh yeah let's send me I'm ready to go so Mm -hmm. Hunter yeah building off what Eric said sometimes I'll get that like that feeling or that feeling of like I should go do this or I should go do that but um not everything that we have to do especially I I kind of got this feeling from this question that this is like go on mission type of thing um but it doesn't have to be you have to go somewhere extravagant you can be right here like this podcast as a mission um it's gonna reach people that we wouldn't have gotten to reach otherwise so I feel like um a lot of, I mean, and I'm I'm guilty of this as well. It's like when I feel like God's telling me to go speak to that person or go, yep. or go do this, and I'm just like, Ugh. but it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we need to be better at being more comfortable with what we believe in um, and being true to the people around us. Mm-hmm. And then um, just pretty much being there for whatever God has it in store for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you touch on a good point because this, this scripture, this scripture passage is used a lot with mm-hmm. international mission work type of commitments. And and I know our, our producer, Maddie here, she has a heart for missions and um, that's kind of how God knitted her together. But, you know, we're, we're all on mission and get wherever we are in whatever season of life that we're in, that is our mission field. Um, and the context of this message is God wasn't asking um, for someone to you know, sell everything that they owned and leave their family and go to the other side of the world. What he was saying was, hey, well, will you all take my message to the Israelite people? He wasn't, he wasn't asking them to go somewhere other than where they were with the people they did life with every single day. And I mean, to me, this is just so applicable to where we are day in and day out, like wherever God has you in whatever season of life, like that's the people, you know, whether you go to class with them or you play on the same team as them, or you work in the same office as them, you know, where you go, the restaurant, your favorite restaurant, you know, whatever that is, like those people that cross your path, those are the people that God is sending you to with a message and how you live your life out in front of them shares that message mm-hmm. with them. And sometimes it is specific. The Holy Spirit does lead you and go, Eric, man, you need to go and pick that up. Well, big deal. You know, mm-hmm. it's way over there and there's nobody around and I didn't put it there. But sometimes when we do things like people are always watching and God knows when he needs you to do what he needs you to do. Mm-hmm. And those little things people see and they matter uh, to our witness uh, as a as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, anything else on that before we move to the last one in the last few minutes that we have together? Because the last one is the most important one. Um, and some people might might have an argument there, um, but for, for me, 
and and who I am and and my foundation. I don't think there's a more important question that you'll ever answer in your entire life than Matthew sixteen fifteen. Who do you say I am? Um, you know, it's 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 challenging because um, every person. Every person has to answer this question. We can't answer that question for other people, the people that we love that may not have, you know, a personal faith, a personal relationship with God that may not know, um, you know, who that this person of Jesus Christ is. It's hard because we, we can't make those decisions for them. We can't have those relationships for them. And uh, everyone has to has to answer that question and Jesus in the, the context of this uh, passage in Matthew you know the disciples he asked the disciples you know who, who do these people say that I am and they they're telling them all well mm-hmm. some say this and some say that and but man when I can just imagine him turning saying yeah but who do you say that I am you know, these are the he. These are these inner circle folks that had walked with Jesus, and so um, for Peter to stand up and say, "You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God," in in sixteen sixteen, man, to me that's 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 the foundation. That's that's the rock and the foundation that God wanted to build um, his his church on. Is this? I am I am the Messiah. I am the Son of God. Powerful stuff. What do you all think? Yeah, absolutely. I think you said it really well. I think that the summation of the Christian faith is that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and that, you know, he died for us a death he didn't deserve for our sins on a cross. And so when we look at the question, who do you say I am? I mean, that it doesn't get much more, right. I mean, powerful and, you know, right there in your face. And, and so who do you say Jesus is, is like you said, it's an important question to answer. Everyone has to answer it. And I think like once you answer that question, uh, things don't become easier, but I think things become a little more clear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Purposeful. Yes. 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 Yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Building off of that, um, who Jesus is, um, that is, probably the most important question and it's asked so simply yeah. um, I mean and people might see it as challenging but it's I think it's like six five or six words five or I six mean it's words, not yeah. a very big not a very big and it's kind of it's asked very simply um, so and Jesus he he's the savior he died for us to save us um, and there's Lots of other questions that can be people might think is more important, yeah. but this is the one we'll have to answer when we're when we get to the gates of heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's just it's such a just such a big question, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's hard to wrap your mind around almost. Yeah. Um, but I know for me, I have the simple answer, um, and that's an answer that I'll stand behind until I get there. Yeah. Amen. Um, and it's that he died for me and he's my savior. And that also, like Eric said, it, clear, it clears things. Yep. Because I know now a lot of people are like, I like these superhero movies. And I mean, I, I like them too. Um, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people are like searching for like yep. a hero. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's and, right. Not, um, and this is something that we talked about at church mm-hmm. uh, a yes. couple weeks ago. Um, we're searching for a hero and our hero. This, this question is the hero. 
Amen. Yes, sir. Um, Amen. So That's good stuff. Stuff like that is probably um, the easiest way to like, I guess, compare yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And guys, I I can't thank you enough for for joining um, and investing uh, the podcast this morning and um, you know to. In, in kind of in summary and in closing, as as we as we end this first post chapel podcast of our semester, um, just leave you with the questions that that we left chapel in uh, regarding all five of these questions that came from scripture, and just kind of rephrasing them to where where you are, where we are right now. You know, Adam and Eve with posed the question um, from the enemy um, uh, about did God really say this? And so, you know, what's the enemy lying and tempting you with today? And um, what's your response going to be? And that your, your answer and your response, it, it matters. And um, is God asking you where you are right now in your relationship with him? And then question three, like Job, like are you maintaining your integrity in your relationship with God? Um, if not, what, why? And what are some of the choices and or different choices that you need to make? Um, like Isaiah, uh, when when the Holy Spirit uh, moves you and prompts you to to go and to do, are you going to say, "Here I am, send me," or not? And then, most importantly, you know who is who is Jesus to you right now in your life? Um, and that's. It's the most important question we can we can ever ask ourselves, and I think it may be a good idea for us to ask ourselves that pretty often. Mm. Like, who, Jesus, you know, who are you to me in my life today or right now? And and to to do that assessment process, that evaluation process, and so. Um, I, we hope that this discussion was helpful to you, and uh, if you have. Uh, if you have a need, if you don't know who Jesus is, he's not your Lord and Savior, or you would like to know more about this Jesus person, or you have other questions related to this that you'd like some help with, uh, our campus ministries um, would love to be able to support you and help you. And and on our website at uh, www.kwc.edu, you, you can connect with us, and we would love to be able uh, to uh, to help you in any way, help you answer any questions that you may have, and um, most importantly, um, be able to answer questions about who Jesus is to you in your life. So uh, I'm going to pray us out real quick. Uh, thank you for joining us. Look forward to uh, the next one, and uh, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day and for this opportunity. Thank you for your word. Uh, God, you are truth. You are love. You are our living hope. God, and I pray that we look for all of our answers uh, in you and your word. Uh, forgive us where we fall short. And God, we, uh, we ask that you give us what we need when we need it. And God, we're going to be very careful to give you all praise. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.